Pastor Leslie Dory coming to you from Owensville Assembly of God. We want to welcome you to our broadcast on KTUI Radio. Our hope and prayer is that this ministry will be a blessing and an inspiration to your life today.
The title for today's message, Enemies of the Cross, Enemies of the Cross. Our text is found in Philippians chapter 3, verses 17 through 21. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from where also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. In his letter to the church at Philippi, Paul was addressing a critical situation that had developed in that church and within the early church as a whole. It became known as the antinomian heresy. This teaching basically said that the believer, due to the fact that he had been freed from the law and its requirements, was now living under grace and basically was free to live according to the desires and dictates of his own flesh. So now grace became the covering for any sin or transgression. Paul addressed this in his book to the Roman believers and to those in Galatia as well. For he said in Romans chapter 5, The law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And in chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, he asked the question, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And Paul addressed this also in Galatians chapter 5, verse number 13, when he said, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion or an excuse to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Yet in our text, this is what some were living and practicing. In verse number 19, again, Paul said, whose God is their belly or their own fleshly desires and whims. He said they mind earthly things. In other words, their focus is on carnal and worldly desires. So what is the message of our text in response to this teaching and what does it say to us? First of all, Paul speaks of his own life and the lives of others as examples of righteousness. In our text, in verse number 17, he said, Brethren, be followers together of me. We see that Paul was not exalting himself or revealing some sort of spiritual pride, but he was actually encouraging others to follow his lead in serving Christ. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 9 he said, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1, he said, be followers of me even as I also am of Christ. I've heard a lot of people say, well, don't follow me, but follow Christ. 
Well, that sounds humble. Yet others should be able to follow us in our walk with Christ as we walk and live in true righteousness. Secondly, in our text, Paul spoke of those who were enemies of the cross of Christ. Tragically, there are enemies to the cross of Christ today within so-called Christian circles and churches. Well, we might ask the question, what are they enemies to? First of all, they are enemies to the blood of the cross. And that is the blood that speaks of forgiveness of sin. Paul said in Colossians 1.14, In whom, speaking of Christ, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. John declared in 1 John in his epistle, chapter 1 and verse 7, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. And that also speaks of justification and reconciliation. And you might ask, well, what do those two words mean? Well, justification means that through God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, we are justified. We are now declared right in our standing before God. And reconciliation simply means that the sins that once separated us from God, from His love and from His fellowship, are now taken away and removed by grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, God commends His love toward us in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile or bring together all things unto himself. And Paul said now of our relationship with Christ in Ephesians 2, We were, you were, without Christ. You were strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus... You who were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Also we see those who are enemies of the cross are those who deny the work and the power of the blood of the cross. The writer in Hebrews chapter 11 verses 28 and 29 said, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much sorer punishment, suppose you, Shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace? We know that it is the work of the blood of Christ that is the only thing that brings to us redemption and salvation. For the writer in 1 Peter 1 Verses 18 and 19 says that we were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And also these enemies that Paul is speaking of, they are also enemies to the righteousness of the cross. There are those who are enemies of the cross who 
proclaim themselves to be self-righteous. They have righteousness within their own selves. Paul said in Romans chapter 10, verses 2 and 3, For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. The writer declares in Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 12, I think which is also a reflection of our day, of our society and our culture, said this, There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. The prophet declares in Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 6, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Again, showing the shortcoming of our own righteousness. Paul said in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, It is not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So we know that only true righteousness comes through the work of the cross and the work of Christ. Paul said this in Philippians 3.9, Be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Righteousness is a proof of the work of the cross within our own hearts and within our own lives. For the writer in 1 John 2.29 said this, If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is born of him. And in chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, he said, Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loves not his brother. Also, we see that these enemies are enemies to the sacrifice of the cross. As Paul reflected back in our text, these enemies are concerned and consumed with their own pleasure and with their own comfort. They live to please self. Everything is about self-pleasure and self-gratification. Again, repeated in our text, in verse 19, he said, "...whose end is destruction." whose God is their belly or their desires, who mind earthly things. The writer in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 says, These are those who had pleasure in unrighteousness. And Paul speaks of these in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 4, where he said that they are lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. In a biblical definition... A true experience with the cross means sacrifice of oneself, of one's own desires and one's own pleasures. Paul said in Philippians 3.10, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection 
and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. We see the sacrifice of the cross and self-denial reflected in the words of Jesus himself in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. It also means forsaking the world's values and attitudes and seeking to glorify Christ in our life and in our experience. Paul again says in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it is not I, but it is Christ which now lives in me. Chapter 6 and verse 14, he said, God forbid that I should glory or take pride except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. So Paul closes by saying that our focus and desire should be upon eternal things, looking to Jesus as our life and our hope. And so may we not be counted with the enemies of the cross, but those who believe and live in the blood of the cross, the righteousness of the cross, and the sacrifice of the cross daily. May the Lord bless you today is our prayer.
today. If you would like to worship with us, we're located at 302 North Cuba Street in Owensville. On Sunday morning, we have Christian Life classes for all ages at 9.30 a.m., followed by morning worship at 10.30 a.m. Sunday evening worship is at 6 p.m., except on the fourth Sunday of each month when we host a Christian film and fellowship at 4 p.m. Wednesday evening Bible study is at 6 p.m., and you can find our Facebook page at Owensville Assembly of God. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your morning. The Lord bless you is our prayer.